KRCL 90.9 FM, HD1, Salt Lake City, Ogden, Provo, 96.7 FM in Park City, and on the web at krcl.org. The Adopt-A-Native Elder Program gathers food, clothing, and medicine donations for Navajo elders living traditionally on the land. To learn more about the nonprofit and its 33rd Annual Navajo Rug Show and Sale online November 11th, visit anelder.org. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. Homegrown's all right with me. Homegrown is the way it should be. Homegrown is a good thing. Plant that bell and let it ring. Aldine here, KRCL's punk rock farmer, (laughs) and this is Radioactive, and it's a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. Thanks for plugging in to your community. Laura Jones is with me as usual. Hey, I'm curious what you're doing in your garden this week when it's really got that first real, like, oh, it's happening, winter's coming feel. So today was very sunny and a little bit warm, and I planted garlic. I need to get some at the <laughs> farmer's market tomorrow so I can plant some. You do. I can still do it, right? Now's the time, yes, okay. and you can still do it, and you know we always have those fluky, warm days. Yeah, always. we do. Okay, so what's on the show tonight, Punk Rock Farmer? So um, Katie Lawson's with us, and, so and there's some exciting stuff around mushrooms going on, and we're going to talk to those things about her, and the, it's going to be fun. I'm excited for that. And also, um, the ladies from Red Acre Center are here. Um, Simbri and Sarah Patterson from down in Cedar City. And the Farm and Food Conference is coming up. And it is in January. It'll be here before we know it. Mm-hmm. We'll get rid of all the holidays in between. And then, and then all of a sudden, it'll be here. And I'm very excited. It's yeah. something that I really, the last three years I've gone in, I've looked really looked forward to it. A lot of networking, mm-hmm. a lot of great stuff. Um, they're back to normal this year. and we'll Meeting s- in person fully? Mm, yes, meeting in person fully, even though, you know, the gather was a big thing for them. And we did it anyways. Mm-hmm. And we got through with it. And yeah. Made our way through it, through the pandemic, and we had some great um, centralized, like um, Utah-centric kind mm. of conference for a couple of years. And we really saw how growing food becomes important when something like this happens. And uh, if you can put in just a little patch, KRCL, full disclosure, media sponsor for the Utah Farm and Food Conference. Also got Leo, Skywatcher Leo T, Many Cultures, One Sky coming up. Stick around for that and some rallies and resources. But we're going to start where we always start, Aldine. We start with fresh homegrown music, and it's exciting tonight. We have Hectic Obo with us, and um, they have a brand new record, American Bison, yeah. and we get to hear it first released today and, and we get uh, to hear it yeah. first party right tomorrow here. night we're gonna get all the details Haas and Cohn and the band hey Haas how you doing good how are you guys doing thanks for having us so glad to have you in the studio we've been talking about getting you back here now that we have the studio again and we're back in live in person so really excited to hear some songs you sent us a couple of uh, clips as the album was in progress but now we got who you got introduce everybody and what they play if they all got a mic have them shout themselves out all right, well, uh, I'm Haas Cohn, as, as you said, and I'll uh, pass it around. Hey, I'm uh, Eric Petrus. I play the keys and the organ, sing backup vocals. My name is Christian Mills, and I'm playing bass. Uh, my name is Nick. I'm on the accordion. DJ, drums. There you go. And you can't see Nick, the accordion player, but he's the dapperest of y'all. <laughs> oh, always is. <laughs> Very good. The new record is is released today. American Bison. Tell me a little bit about the story behind the track we're going to hear, the title track. And uh, yep, yep, yeah, title track. Uh, the song is started out as kind of a kind of a joke about, you know, you, you see these people leaving like really negative or one star online reviews about national parks or like, you know, geological features that have existed for millions of years. And they're like, eh, you know, the water, the geyser is too hot or whatever. <laughs> so so you'll, hear, you'll hear the refrain in the middle, one star, one star. It's about giving, giving all these animals uh, at, uh, at Yellowstone a one star review because they, they wouldn't turn their head and look straight into the camera to get that <laughs> yeah. perfect Instagram shot. So... Hey, you know, when you bring up the national parks, I do want to remind folks that if you took advantage of it today, Veterans Day, it was also one of the 
uh, days for entry free to the park. And I was reading something about Biden saying uh, free to all veterans and Gold Star families moving forward. But I got to verify that. I've been uh, off in a road drive, uh, road trip, and that may have just been a Twitter fake. So I'll double check while you play this song. Al Dye, do the honors. Title track, American Bison. This is Hectic Hobo. Uh, you heard it first right here on KRCL 90.9 FM. Chinese, a gift shop to sell socks and tees. An espresso bar would help, so please. Order soup from all our stories. I'll need to minimize the glory. Just a whiskey, sucky, your cool. Go pluck your pride into our pool. Look up, hold still, don't move. I said, oh, great, you turn your bloody head. Drive a cake, us out of this dump.
Many cultures, one sky, Skywatcher Leo T. Looking up and out in the wee hours of November 8th, amongst those who are able to see the sky early on Election Day and see the last total eclipse of 2022 is our correspondent near Capitol Reef, Larry Harper, or Dr. D. The eclipse was spectacular and breathtaking. Perfect, clear-viewing skies at 43 degrees. I slept on the deck above the pod in my home in Torrey, watching from my warm sleeping bag. Wow the ideal, and a beautiful sunrise to boot, with the clouds starting to form, having waited until the eclipse was over. The whole experience, the sky changing from bright full moon brightness to dark moonless, and millions of stars coming out back to bright again. The total eclipse experience to include the whole sky. To the wonder of observers, earlier this month, a solar storm cracked the Earth's electromagnetic field over Norway, revealing rare pink auroras. Live science reports that the breach allowed highly energetic solar particles to penetrate deeper into the atmosphere than normal, triggering the unusual colored lights. A witness to this event, November 3rd, a Northern Lights tour guide, wouldn't that be fun, had this to say. These were the strongest pink auroras that he has seen in more of a decade of leading tours. It was a humbling experience. Interestingly enough, this sky watcher has seen a few auroras in Wyoming and Montana. Both of those covered the whole sky, and it was amazing. The dance of charged energy shifts and moves around. In Wyoming, I saw red and green, and in Montana, along with the pelican, seagulls, and other shorebirds having a party, red to purple to green to other shade. You can see the photo from the Norway adventure company, Greenlander Tromsø, on the Skywatcher Facebook page. And the Artemis One moon launch has been delayed from November 14th to the 16th due to another tropical storm, this one Nicole, coming in. But this time NASA will let the Artemis weather the storm at the launch pad instead of going into the big garage known as the Vehicle Assembly Building. Now we're keeping the faith for hanging on desperately to democracy in the United States and a successful rocket launch to the moon and a 24-day shakedown cruise. And in the space program that led up to the present, let's take the time warp machine back to the 1960s. During the mid-1960s, NASA evolved their space program from the early Mercury shots with one astronaut to the Gemini program with two astronauts. Along with continuing to work on orbital mechanics, thrusters, and inventing and designing the whole idea of rockets to the moon, the Gemini program was designed to test the ability of astronauts to maneuver their spacecraft by means of manual control and helped develop the techniques for orbital rendezvous and docking with the target vehicle. Exercises that were vital to the Apollo Moon Program, also giving NASA engineers an opportunity to improve environmental control and electrical power systems. During the Gemini 4 mission, launched June 3, 1965, astronaut Edward H. White performed the first American spacewalk, maneuvering outside the spacecraft for 20 minutes and learning how to function in space. That was a continuing saga. It wasn't just uh, cut and dry. As we mentioned a couple of weeks ago on Gemini 4, James McDivitt snapped amazing photos with his Hasselblad camera of Edward White's spacewalks against the backdrop of the beautiful Earth. And Gemini 5 in 1965, August 21st, completed an eight-day mission, the longest space flight undertaken up to that time. It was an amazing adventure as the two rockets and spacecraft were launched separately and learned how to put theory into practice by docking in space. And Gemini 12 in November of 1966, the last in the series made the automatically controlled re-entry into the Earth's atmosphere. And although the war in Vietnam was building, and of course other conflicts across the globe, this was an exciting time with the civil rights movement being fought as well as the war in Vietnam. And in this vein, this reporter believes maybe we should honor the veterans of the civil rights movement as well as the military ones. Many lost their lives for the cause of improving conditions for all peoples on Earth. And as a young boy, this was an exciting time to be alive. Here's to the women and men of these space programs and to all of us here on the good planet Earth. So keep looking up, look around, and get a little bit lost in space. Skywatcher Leo T. Why, thank you, Leo T. And of course, check tonight's show notes for a link to his Facebook page for all his sources and other celestial news. Aldine from Skywatcher Leo T. All right, I was talking about this military pass announced. Yes, available starting today at no charge. Um, the new interagency military lifetime passes and also Gold Star families qualify as well. I'll put a link in the show notes, but also on KRCL if you go to 
uh, krcl.org, click on Community Affairs. There's also a Connect page, and that's where I'll put the info to live there, as well as in tonight's show notes. Looking ahead for rallies and resources. It is Rock Your Mocks season, so post through your social media with Rock Your Mocks photos. Wednesday, Tanner Lecture on Human Values with Heather McGee, author of the book, The Sum of Us, What Racism Costs Everyone and How We Can Prosper Together. And then, of course, Saturday and Sunday, Sunday, December 3rd and 4th, American Indian Winter Arts Market at the University of Utah. And I believe today it went online live at 6, was the Adopt-A-Native Elder Annual Navajo Rug Sale, folks. So you can check that out on their website, Adopt an Elder. I believe that's it. I will double-check. Adopt an Elder. Tomorrow is the first winter farmer's market at the Gateway. There you go. And... Um, I you know, Allison was going to try to be with us here tonight, but let's show her some love. And, yeah. you know, the, um, we have just a few weeks when we don't have a market, and so we're really lucky. And uh, there's, it was such a late season, and there was so much produce at the end. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of great stuff at the Winter Farmer's Market tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Along with your breads and cheese and, you know, the, those kind Support of things. Support a local grower, the Agrihood. Lo- local grower, definitely at the Gateway. I think mm-hmm. it's 10 to 2. I'm bl- I'm yes. thinking it's 10 to 2. And Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall will be there tomorrow at 10 a.m. to also kick off Shop SLC at the opening of the Winter Market. To remind folks as you enter the holiday season and you're purchasing gifts for friends, family, and colleagues, shop local. And that includes your Agrihood folks as well. And I just wanted to double check the address for the Adopt a Native Elder uh, Navajo Rug Show and Sale. It is anelder.org. So do check that out. Very good. All right, Aldine, uh, closing out our rallies and resources, a special guest, Katie Lawson, is back from Fungal Focus. Hey, Katie, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm so excited to see you. I mean, we've had you on the show for a while. We've um, tried some of your your buckets, actually, in an experiment a couple seasons back. And I understand that's grown quite a bit. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Estate Mushroom. But first, the kids. You're doing something special. It starts next week. Yes. Next Tuesday, November 15th, is the first meeting of the Salt Lake Youth Mycology Club. So this is through my company, Fungal Focus, but it has been funded by Dry Creek Charity. They fund after-school programs, so I'm super grateful to them for helping us out. And we're going to meet every other Tuesday at the Glendale Library from 4.30 to 6, starting November 15th through the end of April. I know I get really excited uh, about mushrooms. I'm sure this will be great for the kids. Yeah, this past summer was my first time teaching this age group, and it was really fun. They just got so excited, and they have, they're have they so curious and open-minded to learning. It was just really fun, so I'm hoping to create another experience like that. Good stuff. Um, and like uh, Lars said, you, uh, your fungal focus, you have this these... Um, it's it's explain the explain the medium and explain the little the bucket it comes in and and how folks can grow their own mushrooms yeah so we do a grow kit subscription service and i've chosen mushrooms that will do well in our climate obviously it's very dry here Mm -hmm. but this is where we live and it's nice to have options for growing food so they the oyster mushrooms are in buckets and they this past year they were grown on organic straw next year they'll be on a mixture of organic straw and recycled substrate so i actually went to wheeler farm yesterday and picked up straw bales from their maize Uh myself so Uh i get to recycle those and then you can also grow mushrooms on paper and cardboard and things like that good stuff and and you can even can you can transfer after it's maybe not producing as much it's a good idea maybe to bury it in the ground and maybe you'll get some more I actually just put it on the surface of my garden. Right? Yeah, so it acts nicely as a weed barrier. Uh-huh. And then every once in a while, if we're lucky enough to get some rain, you'll get a few extra mushrooms out of it. Right. Good stuff. That's fantastic. Um, I just wanted to touch back again on the Mycology Club. Can anyone join in terms of, you know, from across the state, if somebody wanted to come down, they were, as long as they're youth, into your Mycology Club and where they can get more details? Yeah, so right now we are gearing the program towards middle and high school, so kind of 6th to 12th grade. 
uh, I've actually gotten a lot of inquiries from parents of younger kids. So yeah. I do hope to do that eventually. But right now I kind of have limited resources. So anyone, 6th to 12th grade, it's a free program. The website is fungalfocusutah.com slash S-L-Y-M for Salt Lake Youth Mycology. Great. And Glendale Library, correct? Yes. It's on Concord Street, just south of California Avenue. And, you know, science fair season's just around the corner, I believe. And <laughs> fungal focus, a fungi of any kind would make an interesting kind of science project. Just, you know, saying if there's some extra credit out there, folks, and your kids need it. Oh, amazing. You're a ringer. So. It would be amazing. Yeah, if you want to do a fungal science fair, you can email me yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a couple of things that we want to talk about before we let Katie go. Exciting news. This is exciting. Uh, a state mushroom. It's in the works. It's uh, Tell me about it. Okay. <laughs> Is it too late to get it on the state flag that just came out? Because that thing looks too much like Texas. Okay. So there is a cohort of us from the Mushroom Society that are working on this campaign to have the Porcini mushroom, Boletus edulis, named as the Utah State Mushroom. So just like we have a state bird and a state flower and a state gem, we feel that fungi are an equally important component of our natural ecosystems, and they deserve the recognition. Does, are any other, do any other states have a state mushroom? We would be the f- either the fourth or the fifth state. Ah. So there's a few, a couple. Yes. So what do you need from the public to make this happen? Okay. We have a few things that we're asking. So number one, if anyone would be willing to testify in front of your state representatives, the legislative session is coming up early 2023. That could be teachers who think this would be a useful curriculum tool or just people who enjoy foraging with their kids or their friends. I'm going to testify on fungal ecology and why I think it's important to raise awareness around what fungi do. And then the other thing we have, if you're less inclined for public speaking, we have a petition that folks can sign. And there's also, if you go to the petition link, which is on my homepage, so if you go to fungalfocusutah.com, there's a little teal button you can press. It'll bring you to the link. There's more information on there that the wonderful vice president of MSU Gabriella D'Elia, she wrote up this write-up on why we chose the Porcini, what the campaign is for, and why we feel it's important. And then you can sign it and add a little note in there oh. on why it matters to you. I'm, I'm reading the petition here, Al. So Minnesota, Oregon, Texas, California all have one, but uh, Missouri, Washington, and New York are proposing it. Let's get ahead of those three states, folks. That sounds good. You know, I know a little bit about the the. You know, there's fungi that goes all the way under everything. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't there, the biome and the the microbes and the good stuff that grows the plants really well would not be there. So I think that's pretty important. I think we should be able to swing the legislature on this. I I would hope so. I mean, we have a state snack, so I feel like it's really reasonable to want a state mushroom. And you're right. Porcinis are mycorrhizal, which means they form beneficial partnerships with plant roots, and it makes the plant and the fungus more resilient, which in turn benefits the entire ecosystem. Mm. So we feel that speaks to Utah's community and how we're kind of a strong-knit community. It's also just a beautiful mushroom. It's really stunning. All right. I also wanted to close with your CSA that's coming up. We talked to a lot of farmers who do CSAs, and you actually have a mushroom CSA. And this, to me, Al, is the easiest way to be a farmer because you can set it and forget it. Kind of. Kind you probably want to give yourself an alarm because I, I, I did this once and harvested the first batch, and then I forgot about it, and I was out in the garage like, holy moly, what did I grow in here? It was a science experiment, that's for sure. Yeah, and then you've got spores everywhere. Hey, spores everywhere. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So I do a grow kit subscription service, essentially. So it's a monthly grow kit. The kits, if you take care of them, they produce quite a bit. So weekly really would be too much. So we do it monthly. And this year we grew eight different species of mushrooms, so it'll probably be about the same next year. Maybe I'll try to add one or two new ones. I remember when you started, you had maybe seven folks the first time around. Then uh, you were telling me before the show started, you're over 40. Yeah. Yeah, I had seven people in 2020. And last year I had 14. And I kind of just threw a number in the air and was like, I want 40 next year, thinking 
you know, no way. You manifested and it. And there we you. are. So that's <laughs> it's been really cool. And I feel very lucky to live in a community that has been supportive of the work that I do. Well, and recognizing the value of, you know, growing your own fungi. Yeah. I'm excited for what's coming for you next year, but also the state mushroom. And I'd love to have you bring the kids in after a couple of classes and have them talk with uh, Al and me on Punk Rock Farmer Friday. Yeah, I would love to. One of the components of the grant funding is for a community project. And I'm going to kind of let them decide what that's going to be. Fantastic. But maybe they can come in and talk about that at some point. We'd love to have Sounds them. Great. Yeah. What's your website one more time to find out about all the cool stuff you talked about tonight? FungalFocusUtah.com. And again, youth, 6th to 12th grade. Yeah, middle and high school. Middle and I, high school. I feel like in Utah, there's that's For a bit of a gray club. area, so mm-hmm. kind of 6th to 12th grade. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, time to go back to our live band. We got Hectic Hobo in the studio with us tonight. They uh, dropped American Bison today. Hey, and y'all have a, a release party tomorrow night at Beehive Distilling, right, Haas? Yep, so, uh, 7 to 10 p.m. We're playing the whole uh, album in reverse alphabetical order. And uh, <laughs> reverse. Lucy <laughs> playing with us as well. I'm sorry, who's opening? Uh, they're called Lucy Avenue. All right, we want to hear them maybe on the show live one of these days. But uh, what album is this for the band, number wise? This is our sixth full length album. We've, we've been together, what, 14 years? Oh my God. Wow. Yep. Still Duty. going. Still old and going. <laughs> this one here is called Body in a Well. And right here with Hectic Kobo, fresh and homegrown, KRCL 90.9 FM. When I remember you, feeling tired the more I get older. Is it these walking shoes? They found my body in a
Busting with the coonskin caps and hitting on my boyfriend's back. Hold my beer, watch this. Hey, Jason, you're about to take a permanent vacation. Put me in a hole, but no one seems shocked. Everybody saw, but nobody talked. They never said a single word. Found my body in a KRCL, your community connection since 1979. Support for KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru and the Subaru Love Promise, a partnership with local nonprofit organizations to support and strengthen our community. Now accepting applications for 2023 nonprofit partnerships. More information on Mark Miller Subaru's Love Promise and application process at markmillersubaru.com. KRCL is turning 43, and we're inviting you to come out and celebrate the station's anniversary with us at our first ever Holiday Soul Party on December 3rd at the Commonwealth Room in Salt Lake City. KRCL DJs, photo booth, food truck, and live music with Ryan Innes, AM Bump, and the Omega Horns with a special VIP soul set with me, eBay Hamilton. So come on out and celebrate 43 years of community radio with a night full of feel-good soul music and all your favorite radio friends here at KRCL. That's Saturday, December 3rd at the Commonwealth Room. Get your tickets now at krcl.org. Oh, that's going to be a fun party, Aldine. Our first ever holiday soul party. And you can check it out at krcl.org. I'm Laura Jones. This is Radioactive. And coming up at 7, it's Democracy Now!, followed by Not a Sideshow with Circus Brown. Friday Night Fallout with Keith at 10.30. Get your liquid, with liquid rhythms with Ken Barola at 1. Saturday Breakfast Jam with Shanley at 7. Then John Florence, Saturday Sagebrush at 10 a.m. The last two weeks of any show, you can listen on demand at krcl.org under the Programs tab. It is Punk Rock Farmer Friday, Aldine Strict 9, KRCL's Punk Rock Farmer with the Urban Farm Report. What do we got going on? Um, we're going to let the cat out of the bag here, right? <laughs> um, in um, January, we're going to participate and have the 2023 Farm oh and Food gosh. Conference. 2023. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, Sarah and Cimbri are here with us, and you guys have kind of been doing this a minute now Passion, so 2017 yeah. was the very first one i know there's some inspiration involved in this and where it came from was it eco farm um, amico bob tell me a little bit about it i'm glad you mentioned amico bob so um i blame this one on sarah <laughs> as all things we blame on sarah um i i have a background in events so this wasn't totally new to me i definitely not a full-fledged conference on before but I think I should let Sarah say why she thought we should do something in southern Utah and why a farm conference um yeah so I decided very um early in my 
years that like college 14. was not for me, but education is very important. So I started going to a lot of conferences all over the country. And then I came back and was like, what's in Utah? Why, you know, what conferences can I go to in Utah? And the first one that I went to was all men. Um, which is fine, you know, men are great, but I was the only um, female there and, and definitely you younger. I was probably like 17, 16. maybe 16, 16. Yeah, and, you know, they asked me who I was with, like, was, was I with my dad or my husband or whatever, you know. <laughs> and um, I realized that it was, it was actually really interesting, very eye-opening, but um, I realized that this was not a place where young farmers, direct consumer farmers were going to gather and meet. And I wanted to find my tribe in Utah and I wanted them to be able to meet. So that's when I um, came to my mother because she had done um, events and said, we need to have our own conference. This needs to happen. We need to be able to gather and kind of um, see a different point of agriculture in Utah. I explain EcoFarm a little bit, how that goes. So um, a friend actually threw us in the car and took us to the Heirloom Expo, which is not quite as focused on farmers. It's kind of open to everybody. And um, we didn't have enough money. We didn't have a way to get there. She showed up at our house and she said, I'm taking you. And we took off to um, Petaluma, California. And that's where Sarah started to meet people. She met Full Belly Farm. He told her about Eco Farm. We picked up a brochure about the biodynamic conference, and he said, you're a young farmer. You need to go to Eco Farm. And so how we got that money and how we got there is another story. But um, Eco Farm's been happening this side of the Mississippi 33 years. It's the largest organic farm conference this side of the Mississippi. And where is it? Um, it's in Monterey. It's in a beautiful place on the beach. It's our yeah. vacation or had been until the past two years. Asilomar. Yeah, it's beautiful. And um, it's a park. It's he, a he park. mentioned Mamigo Bob, who's no longer with us. Um, Sarah really saw the tail end of what's called the agrarian elders, Elliot Coleman. These are the guys that started organics in, in 1980. And that's where Earthbound came from, the stuff you they see. They were in the trenches. They lost yeah. kids, spouses. Yeah. <laughs> like they fought for what we have today in organic agriculture. So they, they were still speaking and out yeah. there. And um, Sarah got, we saw James Loomis at Eco Farm once. And she got one other person to come from Utah. And that's when she said, we can do our own Eco Farm. And lovingly last year, the farm tour, the bus tour because of Amigo Bob is now called the Amigo Bob bus tour that we do. So uh, inspiration from these, these conferences you guys went to, something that wasn't going on here. Um, how about a little bit of history about the the last few conferences, or, or you know, <laughs> go but go to the beginning. But we'll uh, let's move through it because we have a lot to talk about. So, the first year we we hoped for a hundred people, and at a hundred and fifty, we didn't have room in the building we were in, and so we turned people away. And there was kind of confrontational with the venue. <laughs> They said, you can't have any more people. There were some big speakers at the beginning. We just had Joel Salatin's son, because it's all we could afford the first time. Um, and Bruno, who's an amazing oh, compost yeah. person who is from um, Brazil. Brazil. Came the first year. And then we wanted to do a little bit bigger the second year. And it was very serendipitous that we were able to have Elliot Coleman. That's who really brought in a lot of the this is young. a big name in agrarian yeah. Community yeah. for yeah. sure, and um, anyone who missed it is sorry they missed it because he's never spoken again in public. And he was here the second year, and then you know we went with Joel Salatin, and you were you guys KRCL showed up live the year we had Kristen Kimball. So you kicked it off in bold fashion the first few, like you really went for it, mm -hmm. and and you know you had some really big speakers and things, and then the pandemic came along, and we had a couple of years where. We were Utah-centric, but it was still really, really good. And Al was very punk rock and <laughs> one of the two people who came from Salt Lake. So it was, it was. A d we got to have our conference in 2020 because it was February. But then we had our committee and we were rolling. Laura was on the committee and it was yes, no, yes, no. We didn't want to say we were doing it and not do it. And so we just, we went by the book. You could gather if it was educational. So 
we had no fun that year. <laughs> we was, had fun, but you know. No farmer's just, market, no mixer. And we counted every body, literally. Like, you know, there's always a few freebies and people are working and volunteering. And Sarah was, I mean, we knew there were 99 people in that room and we did it in the big um, hangar. And um, I think, out. yeah, and I, I think what came from that, farmers, especially these people who are by themselves, they wanted to exchange seed. They wanted to get together. And if, you know, those were, those are the people who want to. But the lesson we got from that was 10 days out, the committee who was gathering speakers and putting it on, we said, okay, we're doing it. And you are the speakers. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was awesome. You guys made me a speaker. Yes. Al, <laughs> Al had to work that year. And um, Laura held the fort down. And yep. I think for us, we realized Utah was growing and that we had some really great things happening here. And they, because they stepped up, they went, hey, yeah, I am doing something. (laughs) I am somebody, right? So I think that was the best thing we learned from that. We also learned we could put a conference on in 10 days. So the next year was quite a ride. And this year still feels like a ride because we couldn't put a committee together because we were, you know, the, the, uh, Omicron, I say that right. Yeah, the variants yeah, was yeah. wreaking havoc. But also the folks involved in the conference are, by and large, members of the agrihood and are still trying to keep their own farms going like you are yeah. doing as well. And so um, it's really a labor of love, right, Al? Yeah, for sure. And um, so you, you said, you know, there were maybe there wasn't a lot going on in Utah at the first when you've – and now we've realized that there are some things going on, oh and there's going to be some really great participants from the sta- state this year. There's soil things going on with Tony Richards, yeah. and there's um, Anna Cash, our fave canning lady, is going to be down there. Yeah. Um, I think that you know, it ta- a little bit about the way it goes. There's a pre-conference the first couple of days. Yeah. First day. Yeah, so it starts out with a pre-conference, which, of course, there's a few different ones, but there's also the beloved Amigo Bob um, farm tour, the Amigo farm tour, and then there's some other ones. There's cheese classes. I mean, it's different every year, kind of what happens. And then we all gather for a dinner with Chef Sean from Sago and Wadash Rye, um, is who does the food and gets it from all of the farmers from all over. Major farm to table, Utah oh, yeah. thing, right? <laughs> For sure. And Slow Food has helped um, sponsor that before. Another nonprofit. Uh-huh. And I think what's amazing is it brings everyone together, you know, because we're all here, but it kind of, you know, we go on the show, we listen to people, whatever, might see each other on Instagram, but it really brings us together. So then after the dinner, um, we the next day there's workshops and breakouts. That night we have the uh, f- the mixer, the guild mixer, which uh, you guys have sponsored, I think, the last two years, mm-hmm. um, which is always a blast. And we'll be doing it again this year. Yeah. We have a really... A fun photo booth, and you know, d- yeah. everyone puts a big piece of sod on their head, or yeah. has, has, has some beets holding their some beets. We're hoping <laughs> this year that we'll have um, local cider. So um, ah, from Al, Al knows up in Tory. Yes, um, at a place, folks. At a pla- yes. yes. So we're hoping that yeah. they will be bringing their cider. So we'll have that at. And, and we're then, moving it this year. Yeah, and we'll we'll be holding it at our local coffee house, which will be really mm. cool. Um, at the roasting company and then (laughs) (laughs) we're all looking at each other (laughs) last year last year we we did the seed exchange and we did it a couple of years and it went off really well and it got and and people really enjoyed it as they should and i know it gives me a really warm feeling to watch a hundred people go off with seeds to grow their garden that they got from us, from me, Joseph Lofthouse, Dale Thurber, some of the seed guru people, um, Laura, Laura too, and Bill McDormand skyped in last year, and we're we we're going to try to get him to come. He's he mentioned that he would come this year. Um, Bill McDormand, our friend, he's from a Kamut. He's the you no know, no, no that's no, Bob. Yeah. Sorry, that's Bob. That's Bob. That's <laughs> sorry. Bob. There's too many amazing people. Yeah, <laughs> there is. 
And so Bill McDormand, he's the seed guru guy, the guy who thinks that knows that the seed has more artificial intelligence yeah, than anything in the whole heirloom seeds world. Guy, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the seed exchange went off really good, and there's a lot of power uh, involved behind it. I mean, you know, you're you're feeding folks and you're growing gardens, and the seed is coming. Basically, the ones that I get now are organically certified this year. And so that's a big thing, too. And so we have an organic certified seed um, grown here in Utah. So it's local seed. It's naturalized to our climate, which is the best seed you can get for your region is something that your neighbor grew or you grew. A lot of power behind this stuff. Great stuff. I'm really happy we're it took off and we're yeah. going to do it again and it's a part of this part of the conference that seeds from wasatch community right yes from yeah. james james, wasatch is community gardens. james is speaking james Loomis. We, i just talked to them today they want to cool. bring, bring group down but i sarah forgot to say that the seed exchange happens the first night and that all changed because of covid mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. yeah and so folks uh that are hearing this are thinking i i kind of want to learn some like you were saying you wanted to find your your tribe for getting into this and gaining some knowledge and getting started so really this is a conference that can cover the spectrum of folks interests and ability yeah for sure i think the thing that i love is um i mean we do have some nitty-gritty things but it kind of covers everything we try to have chefs and we we say it's a place where the conversation can happen right and you know, it is about learning, but a lot of times I always say it's not, you know, what class you're sitting in, but it's who you met in the hallway and, Mm -hmm. you know, what, what conversation did you have from that? And so, um, I think that's a really neat thing about the conferences. We try to provide those spaces where conversations can happen. And it's also a week or two before the Utah legislature meets in session at the Utah Capitol. Is there anything on the agenda that um, you can direct folks' attention to because it's an opportunity to network in regards to that and get support for policy on the Hill. Yeah, yeah. we're doing Utah Natural. Well, we want to help. Everybody's doing raw milk, but we're, we're going, we're just, a- we're asking that a, le- a legal licensed raw milk dairy can make legal licensed products from raw milk. Whatever just like they you can, can make for pasture. Right? Yeah. Kefir, yogurt, or we can come back every year and we pass cream and butter, we'll pass kefir, buttermilk was <laughs> keep us busy it's kind of crazy that buttermilk was the turning point and for this thing i mean it, butter is okay and milk is okay and but cream's okay, okay and, but, but now buttermilk's but- not okay <laughs> no <laughs> so crazy stuff yeah. you know another one of the big things that happens at the at the conference is the statewide market statewide farmers market yeah yes that's gotten bigger every year it's so fun because that's why that's why we do this in Southern Utah, because you guys have a lot going on up here. And you saying <laughs> inversion, inversion? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's what we have. <laughs> you can leave the inversion. Leave, leave the it inversion behind. behind. Come down to our clean fresh air. Sure. <laughs> but it's fun because they like. I think Olive and Oak is talking about coming. We've just had we've had Dale Batty bring his chickens. So any and it's kind of cool because some of these guys cover their gas and they pay for the conference because they set up at the statewide farmers market. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. our neighborhood loves it because we don't ever have a market like you guys have. We have two produce vendors at our cedar market. There was a really so. cool thing we can mention that went on with the St. George Farmers Market this year, and uh, there wasn't a market there for a year or so. And now it's back, and it's one of the oldest farmer's markets in the state, and now it's a winter farmer's market, too. Yes. Yeah. So and that's cool stuff. They're doing really well. Cat, yeah. Cat was on the committee 2021, and she was the one who didn't want to speak the most. And she, what she, what <laughs> you need to have her on the show. She's just amazing Cat what who? she's done. Pussy, right? Okay. Yeah. Cat, yeah. we're, we're going to be calling for yeah, you. From yeah, the yeah. for St. sure. George I could talk about I could take she's your whole amazing. show up. Yeah. yeah. So, so she sure. runs that market. She'll run that the statewide Saturday. farmers market. I just wanted it, so. to mention that because it was a really great story. It came back and it came back with a vengeance. Thousands and of if anyone wants to be a vendor at, at the, the market, mm-hmm. um, you can email and say, hey, we want to set up. You know, we're coming to the conference or maybe you're not coming to the conference, but you just want to be, you know, see what happens that Saturday morning and get the vibe. And then 2024. Uh, 
um, four, you can ah. be all in. <laughs> um, the farm tour, let's talk about that, because I was able to meet a couple of the ladies from Burl, Utah, which is kind of by itself in the middle of <laughs> that is the state amazing. somewhere, right? Well, yeah. It's, uh, and they have they make a very amazing caramel sauce. We were at the Cheese Awards, and that was part of the that was part of the presentation. There was some apples and some caramel and some, and the cheese and all that. And boy, they were cool to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You have to be tough to survive out in Burl. So we we've um, last year we went out to the Manti area. Maybe next year. My dream is to do a tour, actually, in Salt Lake the day before. But this year we're talking about going out to Burrow. We don't have everything nailed down, but that would they would be one of them. And they're the four country gals, and they've been at it 13, 14 years out there. And it's Halad, a goat farm, goat, Yeah, right? goat meat. Goat, I mean, they've tried lots of stuff. We used to all be at the farmer's market together, and, and um, their caramel sauce is what's taken off for them. They're in their 70s and 80s. Are so they really? That yeah. didn't, boy, they were a pretty good retirement. Caramel sauce. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just about out of time, Al. And I just want to say, you know, this is what we try and do on Fridays, right, Al? We try and talk about the agri-hood, support it, hold it up, get folks interested and excited. So if you're looking for, you know, like you always say, that nutrient-dense, grown locally food, turn to your local farmers, your farmer's markets. There is stuff going year-round. Like tomorrow, the farmer's market, downtown Salt Lake Farmer's Market opens at Gateway on the north end. And then you've got folks across the state still trying to do stuff. So uh, we can h- connect you through the agri-hood here on Punk Rock Farmer Friday. Buddy up to these folks. Boy, oh, boy, it's where the best stuff comes from. And if you go to the conference, you, it's a really great group. It's a, Everyone is very friendly, and everyone has a story. And it's, an, it's very interesting, and it's so great to see a little bit of where everything comes from and know where your food comes from it's very satisfying feeling it really is folks Uh, farmer's market tomorrow you guys are already planning for the 2024 one um email us if you're interested in being involved in that there you go and and then sign up now for 2023 it's right around the corner where do folks get in touch with you guys the email is gather at utahfarmconference.org but if you want to sign up for the conference go to utahfarmandfoodconference.org it's utahfarmconference.org yeah (laughs) utahfarmconference.org do you want me to check you want me to fact check utahfarmconference.org check tonight's show notes Sarah and Cimbria Patterson mother daughter super duo thank you so much for coming in and of course we'll see you during the legislative session because you'll be working on uh, Capitol Hill in support of the Agra Hood thanks for supporting us yes thanks for having us and KRCL a media sponsor of the Utah Farm and Food Conference 2023 Al Dine, that's our show. I want to say thanks to Sullivan Pechenpang, all of our guests this hour. Sullivan doing the audio with the band, Hectic Hobo, dropping American Bison today. And there is a album release party at Beehive Distillery in South Salt Lake. Check tonight's show notes for details. Where can people get the album, Haas? Uh, it's, we, it's just online this time. Uh, we decided not to print CDs. What? Uh, we still have cases of the, of the previous <laughs> CDs in the basement. So. Oh, it is the curse of an of yeah, indie band, isn't it? Don't sell a lot of discs anymore. Yeah. And, uh, we, we didn't do vinyl, so we're, we're just we're purely digital babies. All right. What's the website and socials? Uh, we, we just kind of work off of our Instagram and, uh, you know, Hectic Hobo, okay. everything. Uh, y- y- th- what I always tell people is go to our YouTube channel because we have a ton of music videos we've made over the years that are all really fun to make and and people seem to enjoy watching them. So just just look us up on uh, on uh, YouTube, and that's the most entertaining way to see us, aside from seeing us live, I'd say. Well, this one's called Salt Lake City. Tell us with blurb. Give us a little blurb about what it's about. Yeah, this is, this is an ode to this to our beautiful, beautiful city that we love to love and love to hate, and it's kind of kind of approaches it from all angles, but kind of deep down, it's like, come on, come on, Salt Lake. We got this. Salt Lake City, this is Hectic Kobo, fresh and homegrown. You heard it here first on KRCL 90.9 FM.
any harm. Salt Lake City with the spacious halls, we could have had it all. Salt Lake City with your legs on fire, always dancing that high wire, firecracker smile laughs me under the ground. Let's do uh, one more and play it out here. Maddie was a preacher. Daddy was a preacher, mama played rock and roll. Yeah, my mom played rock and roll. 
Daddy was a preacher, mama played rock and roll. Daddy made the money to mama, she saved our souls. Daddy was a preacher, mama played rock and roll. When daddy said we're living in a messed up world, mama swore that everything was beautiful. And Janice Chaplin, she found God on our back door. KRCL. Salt Lake City.